Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another week of the Remarkable Parks podcast. As always, a big thanks to coming out to your phone and listening to my and listening to this podcast. I can already hear my guest laughing at me. <laughs> you, you tried so hard to keep it together. I'm doing my best. It's so sad because when I do the podcast by myself, no one's there to laugh at my terrible awkwardness, but I forgot that there's another human there now. Um, Okay, world, my guest this week is my fantastic cousin, Mr. Joseph Bradley. Hello, Joe. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Well, I mean, when you said come and talk about your favorite park, I was nervous. Because, I mean, I've listened to some of your past episodes and people are coming in, they're coming in hot with some really good parks. Mm. And I don't know if you know this about me, but like, I do not, I'm not a classy guy. I don't have all these, (laughs) I don't have all these really fancy parks. I'm not, I'm not outdoorsy. I don't have any skills of any kind. Um, Okay, that uh, is not true. You have a lot of skills. (laughs) Oh, I, I, okay, I have skills, but nothing that would keep me alive in all these beautiful parks, I'll put it that way. Okay. I have had some pretty stellar guests. I can't argue with you there. Yeah, no, so I I was nervous, but then I I, I dug deep into the the Joe Bradley well of knowledge, and I think think we got a park that's going to, that the listeners are going to enjoy. I am excited about it, and I'm going to just dangle that little preview in front of them because I first want to talk to you about something pretty cool that we have undertaken. Oh, sure. Yeah, let's do it. So Joe and I, when COVID began late February of 2020, early March, we decided, and it was Joe's idea. (laughs) Little little did I know what an undertaking this would be. We decided to write a book together. Guys, we wrote a book. And uh, we, we did it. I, it was kind of more of a writing exercise for me. And uh, Olivia wrote the first chapter, and we just ping-ponged back and forth. And I'll tell you what, but it, we, it came together. It sure it did. Came, yeah. But Joe told me, he was like, yeah, let's do this. And I said, great. And he said, okay, you come up with the idea, the plot, and you write <laughs> the first chapter, and then you just send it to me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> It was good. And well, but then, but then I, I still remember your reaction when you got my chapter. <laughs> it was. I was so rude. You were no. Well, you were so you so thought I wasn't going to take it seriously and I was going to destroy the book that you read the first and you're like, what is this? This is. And then I'm like, read it and you're like, oh, I see what you've done here. Okay. I know. I, oh, I, well, I see what I, you've done here. What I thought Joe was going to do was he was going to end the entire book in the second <laughs> chapter. <laughs> So I was preemptively angry and so sure that that was what was going to happen. But no, you wrote a fantastic stellar chapter. And we now um, very recently just completed the first draft. And it's over 100,000 words, which is very impressive, if I may say so. That is way too many words. And uh, I mean, I'll say this. Your instincts were pretty correct on me, but we still managed to to put it together. We did. Um, And I'm going to put you on the spot, Joe. Can Can you tell the people what the book's about? Well, it is, uh, you're going to, listener, you're going to think, where'd their imagination come from? It's set in a future after America has been devastated by a pandemic. I know, where <laughs> do we get our ideas? And it's, uh, it's this, this, it kind of, we, we do a lot of different, every, every uh, chapter is from a different character's perspective. 
And we kind of follow a group of people that um, are trying to survive and kind of the horrible the horrible compromises that they've had to make to survive. And then maybe, maybe there's something sinister going on behind the scenes behind all of this. And, uh, and the characters are kind of slowly starting to find out the truth. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's pretty rough on them. And tell you what, folks out there listening, if you order now for just <laughs> three payments of $19.99. Oh, sure, right, yeah. We'll no, give you a signed n- copy. <laughs> it, is, it is not available yet, but when it is, we will, we will sell tens of copies of this book. <laughs> oh, too funny. No, it's, uh, it is. I'm excited for it to hit the shelves, as it were. But, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to talk about that because that's something I'm really proud of, and we worked I, actually pretty hard on it. But now... Let's talk about parks, Joe. Let's talk parks. What uh, what park did you choose? You kind of you kind of didn't choose a park, did you? Well, well, yes and no. So, I uh, one of my favorite kind of trips I ever took was I uh, my my older brother. He went to school in uh, in and around the San Francisco area, and he lived there for a long time. And one of the times we went out there, the summer of 1998. We visited. I was one year old. Uh, you, you were one year old. And uh, I, I'm not going to tell you how old I was, but I'm old. And we went there. Uh, we, went, we went to San Francisco and we visited Murr Woods, which uh, it's, I mean, it's not, I looked on the website. It's not technically called a national park. It was like a. It's technically a national monument. Yeah, a national monument. But it is, it was just, it was the most impressive place I'd ever seen. So if. If you're not able in your mind to imagine Murr Woods, the good news is you've already seen it because it is where they filmed Return of the Jedi. Oh. So, so it's with the huge trees, a lot of sequoias, and just these epic, epically large, large trees, and, 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 and it's just gorgeous. And, and you keep, as you're hiking around there, you keep expecting an Ewok to pop around the corner. <laughs> Joe is a minor Star Wars fan, for those of just, you who were just, not able to pick up on that. <laughs> Just slightly. Well, no, I mean, it was, I had never, I mean, it, it literally, I, I was in awe. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you feel so small, and it was, it was just such a wonderful experience. And they also have, when you get in there, if you've ever seen the movie uh, Vertigo, that's uh, an Alfred Hitchcock movie that takes place in San Francisco. And, uh, and they, it, they go to a lot of cool spots, and one of the spots is Murr Woods, and they show something that's still there, and it's this, they cut down this huge sequoia years ago, and on each ring, they show you, the sequoia is so old, they show you different times in history when that wow. ring was formed. And so it's like, you know, Magna Carta signed. Right. <laughs> you know, like, you know Amer- America founded, like... <laughs> It is. I mean, it's been a federally protected national monument since 1908. However, the scientists today estimate that the park has been there for about 20 million years. Oh my gosh! So. It's just insane. So it's. I mean, it's. I mean, San Francisco is one of my favorite towns anyway, and just to go in there and kind of, just have this, feeling of deep peace and and wonder when you're just feet away from millions of people is truly something special. Yeah, I think there's two really crazy things that call out to me with this park. And one, just like you said, the fact that it is so close to civilization, mm-hmm. it is like a hit, a hideaway. Um, and I remember when I went here, 
to the Myrwoods, Woods, I felt like I was in a different world, like almost like I had stepped into Narnia. Yeah. It's just, it's unreal how huge those trees are. And, and not only height, but the width of those things. No, it's, I mean, the, it, it feels like you're on an alien planet because, again, the perspective's all off. Because, like, we grow up with trees and, and you think in your mind, I know what a tree is. <laughs> And then you see those and you go, I was wrong. I don't know what a tree is. I, at, at, at best, I have a loose idea about what trees can be. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I did look it up because I was curious. The tallest coastal redwood at Muir Woods is about 258 feet tall, which... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. If, if you are a six-foot person or know a six-foot person, <laughs> imagine that person stacked head to toe 45 times. Yeah, that's, that's just bonkers. Yeah. I mean, no, it's, it, is, it is on another level. Yeah, and the, they believe that these trees can actually reach up to 379 feet tall, which is 74 feet taller than the Statue of Liberty. Oh, so, so these trees are just getting warmed up. These are baby saying. trees just doing little baby baby <laughs> redwood tree things. <laughs> now, do you know, I, I don't want to put you on the spot here, and you may not have this information. Why... Aren't there more Sequoia forests around? You know what I mean? Like, it's why isn't that a, a tree that you see a lot of? Is it just because it takes so long for them to form? Um, so that's a great question, and you well, no, certainly it, well, it, did put me on this. Well, spot. no, I wait. Just <laughs> because, like, it's it's such an impressive tree. You it would really think is. that somebody at least like. A hundred years ago, right, would have thought, maybe I'll plant some of these. So I do know that coast redwoods do grow elsewhere in the world. Um, but I think that, as their name suggests, they do only grow on the coast. Oh, so man. I, that is all I know. I, so you're saying if I plant one in my backyard here in the tundra that is Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> I'm not going to get a nice big tree for my my... It's not going to do descendants. not going to do really well. Uh, oh, um man. yes. Um but that's that was my only background knowledge. I really don't know. But that's a really good question. Um and I encourage hey. those of you listening to google that information. Hey guys, when you bring me on the podcast, you get more questions than answers. That's the Joe Bradley guarantee. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I do know that the average um redwoods at the um uh, what, oh my God! What is this park called? Mirwoods. <laughs> Mirwoods Park is uh, they're six hundred to eight hundred years old, but they can live up to two thousand two hundred years. Oh my gosh! Just bonkers. So I mean, like I don't know I, why that is because you know they've been around for millions of years. So I'm not sure. I, I mean, it probably has to do with the industrial revolution and us like climate changing the heck out of the environment. No, I, I'm sure we have no responsibility for hurting na- uh, humans hurting nature. Now I've heard everything. Unheard of. <laughs> um, I so one of my favorite things that I have gotten to do since starting this podcast is looking up the history of the park. Um, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with any history. I would know. Hit, hit, hit me up. Let's go. So. I guess first off, let's start with the man, the myth, the legend, who it's named after. Sure. It was John was his first name, right? John Muir. Yeah. And he was known as the father of the national parks. Uh, I first knew him as a writer, though, because in college I had to read one of his books. Um, 
which was super exciting. It was called The Story of My Boyhood and Youth by John Muir. Oh, man. hey, that's, he, 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 get, he lets you know what you're in for right away. And that was a fresh novel written in 1913, so you can imagine a real thriller. Oh, sure. And then I got on my first locomotive. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so that was like what my first introduction to that name was. But he really was an advocate for modern day national parks. He was a Scottish American um, and he's known as a mountaineer. So I don't know. Oh, like, man, that'd be a cool thing to be known as. Is there a better label? Like the only better <laughs> label would be like adventurer, right? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, and I do know the, uh, he was not the one to, to found the park. It was, um, a man who was just a big fan of his work and he named well, yeah, it after I think, him. I think only a jerk would name a park after himself. Right. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like that. Welcome to Bradley Woods. <laughs> it's great. Exactly. Like yeah, so it's it's named uh in his honor, if you will. Mm. Um but one of my favorite things about the history of the park is there's actually some pretty serious woman power. Ooh. Yeah, so there was a club called the California Club and it was a women's club based in San Francisco started by Miss Laura Lyon White. And they campaigned, um, they pledged to raise $80,000 to purchase the forest um, and raise public support for conservation. And do they get it done? That's a great question, Joe. You, <laughs> you keep, know what? You know what? You I keep bet throwing they did. those at me. <laughs> I bet they did. I mean, I'm sorry. I, why tell I mean, they, I know they at least like, at least the campaign made a difference in giving it voice and giving it attention. Absolutely. And I know the National Park Service website says that the park wouldn't be there today without the work of the women. You know what? I you know what? I bet they did. I yeah. bet they got We're going to say the, yes. Cuz the park is there. You know what, guys? Challenge us on it. I dare you. I yeah. dare you. Challenge yeah. us. Yeah. You hate women? You want to challenge them? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You hate women contra- conservationists? <laughs> I didn't know we were in your lane, buddy. Oh. <laughs> uh, um Now, now I I've, I've only heard a few of your episodes. I assume there's a portion of every podcast where we just talk about how great Teddy Roosevelt is, or no? Uh, I think that's right now. It's time. And now, our segment that we've had every single week, this yeah. welcome, brought to you by Joe back. Bradley. Welcome back to Teddy Roosevelt Corner. Oh, my gosh. I mean, look, would, would we have all these wonderful parks without Teddy Roosevelt? I say no. I say we would not. I, I just love that he took his outdoorsiness on his way out the door as he's leaving office he writes all these executive orders basically saying, oh, yeah, and by the way, as I leave, all these lands are national parks now. Bye. Parks, 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 parks. Yes. Parks, um, parks, parks. And I read a biography by, or, or about him, and it, because I've always been a fan of his work, you know, <laughs> as, sure. a, as a lover of parks. But I think he very much was a man that would only have succeeded in his time, much like John Wayne. <laughs> John, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Wayne would not do well in 2021. Well, I mean, and I think as Teddy showed, one again, this is, I, I'm getting into other nerdy categories of mine. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an amateur presidential historian, but the, um, like, Teddy's time, even just after his time, was not his time. Because remember, he, uh, he started his presidency because William McKinley was assassinated, so then he became president. And so he, he served out the rest of his first term and then was elected. But then he opted not to run again because, you know, he's like, oh, I've basically done two terms. Right. And then his, he, his right-hand man was Taft, 
and he got Taft elected. But then he was, Teddy was such a, we'll say, type A personality <laughs> that he wanted to be in charge of everything. So then he ran against Taft again. But by then, the Republican Party had already kind of passed him by. And all he, all he was able to do was get Woodrow Wilson elected, who was, uh, let's just say, not... Not a great time for America, and one of the most racist presidents we ever had. So there you go. <laughs> is okay, and I don't know my presidents, but was Woodrow Wilson the president that like refused to have Black Olympians come to the White House? Yeah, yeah. Woodrow was. Uh, I mean, I'll say this: he was a president, you know, back in the teens. But even for the teens, he was racist. <laughs> so that was and pretty that's racist. When you know it's bad. Right, uh, right. So yeah, I did fun. forget that you are like definitely super into presidential knowledge because you have been reading biographies about every single president. That's right. I have read at least one in every president, and I'll be honest, on Teddy, I've read five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a big Teddy fan over here. Hey, I'm sorry. Look, if you want to bring me on for Teddy's Corner every week, I will be back. You're, you're game for that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I... Um, yeah, I mean... I also appreciate him portrayed in Night at the Museum by the one and only Robin Williams. Oh, I mean, is there a greater privilege than being portrayed by Robin Williams on the silver screen? I say no. No, absolutely not. No. Uh, so yeah, no, I, um, I know, I, I, I think we, I think we killed it. I mean, is that do, do we do we get enough in there, Ms. Ms. Olivia? For the history? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know, I. I, what do you say? No, I feel pretty good about it. I think I'm ready to move on to asking you a question, Joe. Ooh, okay, I'm ready. All right, you said you went to the park with your brother. You just you sure. loved it. Any mm. specific parts of the park that, or, or a memory that really just stuck out with you that you loved? Well, we 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 it was uh, it was not an ideal day, on one sense, because it was kind of a torrential downpour that day. But nice. it was it Always was good. lovely. <laughs> well, no, but it was lovely because. You know, a torrential downpour to people that live in San Francisco, I'm sure, is bad weather, right? Right. But I'm from Nebraska, so like a, a rain, like it was a lovely summer rain. So I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. <laughs> so we just, you know, we just put on our ponchos and we kept hiking. And because all these other, you know, thin-skinned folks headed out, we had the woods to ourselves, and everything was gorgeous and wet, and you could just hear like the hush of the rain as it fell over these leaves of these mm. ancient ancient giant trees and we were, and we were the only people in the woods i mean it was so that was peaceful. near oh it was peaceful it, it was it was almost a spiritual experience it was so great yay oh i love that you had yeah. your park moment i oh, i definitely had my park moment. and then it's just so crazy because like you then you walk out and you get in your car and you're like oh yeah i'm in a hub of civilization i know well it is like <laughs> such a stark contrast it really is and I mean, obviously the forest was there first, but it almost feels vice versa. No, I know it's. Uh, I mean, you, you did. I and I love that. Like nerdy George Lucas saw those woods and he goes, "I'm going to put some tiny teddy bears in here." And did someone say Ewoks? <laughs> is, who? Who? What? Yeah, let's do it. They're like George. Calm down. <laughs> calm down, George. Uh, George, yeah. calm down. Obviously, <laughs> uh, obviously George will make the movie, but please calm down. <laughs> Um, yeah, there are in the Muir Woods National Monument six miles of trails. So it's kind of broken up into three parts. There's a half-hour loop, a one-hour loop, and a one-and-a-half-hour loop. Um, and there's also, like, longer 
hikes that you can do that go into the um, Mount, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, Tamalpai State Park? Tamil? I'm not even looking at the word, and I guarantee you got that 100% right. (laughs) (laughs) Tamalpai. All right, I'm going to spell it for you, and I want you to tell me how you would pronounce this. Okay, I'm ready. T-A-M-A-L-P-A-I-S. Yeah, Tamaltites. Yeah, there you go. You got it. <laughs> uh, again, I'm going to say, listener, you've got your Google work ahead of you this evening. <laughs> we'll give you enough to get started on your journey. <laughs> we have Tonight, we have merely whet your appetite. You're going to Google more woods. You're going to Google Teddy Roosevelt. You're going to Google I think uh, how just, racist was Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> I think we just found the catch line for this podcast, Remarkable Parks Podcast, <laughs> enough to get you started. <laughs> Enough to get you started. <laughs> Remarkable Parks, you take it from here. You take it. I feel like it's an SNL skit. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we are killing it. Yes. Uh, um, yes. Okay. But anyway, there's more trails if you go to that Mount blah, blah, blah sure. state park. Mount Scooby-Dee-Dooby. Mount Scooby-Dee-Dooby-Bop-Beep. Uh, <laughs> but the trails in the actual Mirror Woods are... Um, asphalted or boardwalked so it is actually very user-friendly and um there are canyon trails that are dirt paths if you're looking for a more in-depth nature although the paved trail is very wide and i think is also very like you're immersed in the trees Mm, no it's it i we we did a little bit on the dirt we mostly stayed on the paved and both were lovely i can assure you the uh most recommended trail get this it's called the muir woods trail Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, but another one that's recommended is the Boot Jack Trail Loop. Oh, you know, I, I was... Now, Murr Woods, that's not the place that used to have the tree you could drive through, right? Oh, you are really asking like me you, questions. You should have texted uh, me beforehand and been like, here are I'm questions sorry. I have. sorry. Because I had heard a couple years ago that tree finally fell down. And it made me sad because it was always my, like, I mean, obviously, if there's a tree you can drive through, I'm driving through that tree. But it's, you know, I'm not looking to be. it up. I have to know. Ooh, and uh, an, another, and again, I'm sorry I'm coming here with all the questions. <laughs> so we, as long as we're talking Teddy Roosevelt, you know, his face is carved into a very famous mountain at another park in Mount Rushmore, right? Uh, thoughts on carving things into mountains? Go. Against it. Very strongly. Yeah, no, I mean, I understand. I, 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 I understand being against it, and I cannot be impressed by it. Does that make any sense at all? It is. Like, I think the beauty that you're impressed by is the mountain. The no, size I, I, of that. I agree. Uh, no, I am very much of the belief, keep natural things natural. Thoughts on... Uh, abnormally large statues like the Colossus of Rhodes. I think we should get one of those in the mix. Thoughts on that? Like what? So the Colossus of... So, so the, the seven wonders of the ancient world, one of them was the Colossus of Rhodes, and the cool thing about him was it was this huge statue, and he was so big that... So the, the, the port, there was like a wall that, that covered the port, and you had to go through this entrance. Well, he was so big... One foot of the statue was on one side of the port, and one foot of the statue was on the other side, and every ship that came into Rhodes had to go underneath the statue. Now, that's a big statue. 
I see. I, that's what I'm saying. So I think I think what it is is I don't enjoy so much that it's carved out of a mountain. I just enjoy the scale. Maybe I just want larger things. Okay, I can get on board with that. <laughs> okay, I found the All answer. Right. Um, there used to be a drive-through sequoia tree known as the Wawona tree uh, in Yosemite National Park. Yosemite. But it fell in 1968. Okay. So. <laughs> so. So so real recently it fell down. Okay, cool. <laughs> 1968, it fell down. Uh, interestingly, speaking of fallen trees, though, um, they used to, in Muir Woods, pick up and go through and, and clean out the trees when they fell and get them out of the park. Mm -hmm. The monument. I don't know what to call you. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, but they don't do that anymore, which I support them not doing that anymore because it's really important to help support the earth dwellers, like the insects and help give nutrient back to the soil to help yeah. the living sequoias to allow that to decompose. Habitat. Exactly. <laughs> habitat. <laughs> you guys, habitat. You heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> and if you need more information, you'll, you'll Google it later. Don't worry about what it. What have I done? It's like talking to myself on this podcast, but on steroids. Olivia, do not put yourself down like that. You are <laughs> much, much better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. No, I think that if Joe and I are cousins, but I, I do yeah. think that we could have been siblings like in another life. Yeah, I mean, you, you didn't have a brother. I didn't have a sister. I think that that would definitely have, have worked out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, now the other thing I want to talk about. Oh, let's go. Food in the area that you would recommend, that you like, places that you stayed, you'd recommend that you liked. Ooh, now we're talking San Francisco proper. Uh, I mean, if it's close to Muir Woods, would be ideal. But if I mean, if I mean, you, it's you do you. Well, so I'll say. So this was on an, on another trip because I took another trip with my uh, now wife, Ms. Allie. Allie Mendoza. Allie Mendoza, shout out. Now the bad news is this restaurant is now closed, but oh, it is a, uh, it was a, it was, but I'll, I'll give you one that's open too. Uh, so this was a little hole in the wall Chinese restaurant and it was like, you know, and we went there on a random weekday and it was just lying out the door because it was like just famous for being so good. And this guy ran the restaurant like the soup Nazi from Seinfeld where like you come in, you can order like two things from the menu. You have, I think you have like 15 minutes to eat your meal. Oh and gosh. when he sees you're done, he kicks you out. Oh my and gosh. so and, and so I'm like, I don't know about this place. So we sat down. Olivia, I will tell you, that is the best GD Chinese food I have ever put in my mouth. And sure enough, I got done. I'm like, this is so good. He's like, you're done, go. I'm like, yes, sir. And I walked out the door. And you know what? If you're that good, you can be a jerk. That's so But my my favorite place still exists, and and I I like this place so much that I physically hurt myself. I ate so much food last time I was there. Have you ever heard, and this is, it's a quasi-franchise. Have you ever heard of the Stinkin' Rose? I have not. I'm not familiar with the Stinkin' Rose. So the Stinkin' Rose, their whole shtick is that everything, everything on the menu has garlic in it. Oh. And they even have they even have extra garlic at the table. There's garlic up the wazoo. Now, I love garlic more than anything. Now, I may have overdone it last time, and I know this because after I finished, 
My belly hurt so bad, I had to lay down in the back of the car, and I was just moaning the entire time back. But totally worth it. Joe used to have two kidneys, but after eating I used to have two. (laughs) You don't need two kidneys. What am I, the the king of England? No, come on. Let's go. Good to know. It's stinking, not stankin', stinking rose. Stinking rose. The stinking rose. Awesome. Another place, if you're looking for in park, there is the um, Muir Woods Trading Company, which is in park concessions. If you're looking for a quick place, if to you eat. don't want to kill yourself with garlic, you don't want to lose a <laughs> kidney. We're gonna get sued by this restaurant. They're gonna be like, "No, nah, you'll keep your kidneys." Uh, and then in terms of lodging, um, I know you now have connections. We have family in the San Francisco right. area, but if you don't have that connection. Uh, it is good to know that within the actual National Monument, there is no camping and no formal lodge. However, there is the Golden Gate National Recreation Area, very, very close by, and that has four campgrounds that are all reservable um, at recreation.gov. So there you go. And if you want to keep the, uh, the, the nerdy trip going, if you're going there to, to try to find an Ewok not too far away, on the, uh, what's the, what's that old military base there that, um, well, there's the, right by the Golden Gate Bridge, there's a, Lucasfilm's uh, Industrial Light Magic still has their headquarters, and it has, just outside, open to the public, a Yoda fountain. That's right, a Yoda fountain, which you can go visit, which is lovely. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> Where are you, beans? I'll tell you this, when I went to the Yoda fountain, I was rendered speechless. It was so great. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I just love how much you love Star Wars. It just oh, it's I mean, come on for for a little nerd in a in a small Nebraska town growing up in the eighties. There's nothing better. That's amazing, uh, Joe. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm sure we have increased everybody's knowledge tenfold this evening. You know, I <laughs> we hit a lot of hot topics. Oh yeah, we we came in hot, but yeah, it's uh, again. I I I am so happy you brought me on here. Your your uh, enthusiasm for parks is infectious, Miss Olivia, and uh, I I want you to to keep this up and and uh, I look forward to listening to more. Thank you so much, Joe. That means a lot to me coming from you. And thank you everyone for listening this week. Uh, As always, feel free to give us a follow at Remarkable Parks Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we'll see you guys next week.